I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Have you ever watched an apocalyptic sci-fi movie and wondered, could any of this really happen? I'm Carrie Bechet, and on Hypothetical, we explore what-if questions two ways, through speculative science fiction and through insight from the world's most brilliant scientists. And spoiler alert, your favorite sci-fi movies aren't nearly as far-fetched as you may think. Time travel with me into our possible futures on Hypothetical. New episodes every Tuesday available on all podcast apps. That's Hypothetical, H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L. You're listening to Muses and Stuff, the podcast that celebrates those who live, love, and breathe rock and roll. From the incredible groupies, girlfriends, and wives who went after what and who they wanted, to the journalists, photographers, and other behind-the-scenes characters who play such an important part in rock and roll history. We are your hosts, Shanti and Lynx. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. This episode is brought to you by Electrified Porcupine, bringing you the best in collectibles, movies, music, wrestling, gaming, and more. Check it out at electrifiedporcupine.com. Hey there, this is Christian Swain from the Rock and Roll Archaeology Project. Rock and Roll Archaeology? What's that you say? We are a podcast network dedicated to digging deep into the amazing music that exploded out of the second half of the 20th century. We believe the music, culture, and technology wove together, and it is an important story of history as, say, the Italian Renaissance or the Impressionists of Paris. We have six shows, all with a different side of this incredible time. Rock Talk with myself and host Peter Ferrioli. Real Rock, and that's R-E-E-L, hosted by Andy King. Vinyl Snob with the legendary Dave Whitaker. Rock and Roll Librarian with the headmistress herself, Shelley Sorensen. Deeper Digs in Rock, where I interview famous rock and roll personalities and the people who scribe the times and events. 
And finally, our full telling of the history of rock and roll, the Rock and Roll Archaeology Podcast, which started it all. Find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So let's get back to Between the Sheets of Rock and Roll with Shanty and Lynx and Muses and Stuff. You ready, Lynx? Yeah. Lynx is just about to put a piece of brownie in her mouth. Like, uh, yeah, great, good time. Ready. <laughs> ready. I thought you were going to read it. I thought I have time. Okay, to you eat the brownie and okay. I'll eat it. Thank you. Okay. All right, here we go. <laughs> Sammy Harris is a 20-year-old writer, social media influencer, music journalist, and yogi based in Los Angeles and Orange County, California. I hear a little doggy barking in the background. Is yeah, that your doggy? That's my dog, Kobe. What's his name? Kobe. Kobe. That's yeah, cute. Yeah, he's a Pekingese Chihuahua. Pekingese Chihuahua. Do you want me to just keep that in and keep going? Like, I mean, you can, you can keep it in if you want. Yeah. Well, let's just keep it in. All right. Let's keep going here. She currently is a social media intern for legendary 70s rock groupie Pamela DeBar. <laughs> and it's for her social media project, Groupie U where she uses her platform to empower women of all backgrounds. Yeah, Pamela. Yeah. In her spare time, she can be found exploring L.A. with a soy vanilla latte in hand or a front row at a concert. She's currently working on launching a podcast of her own as well as writing her first creative nonfiction book set for release in mid-2018. Welcome, Sammy. Yeah, Hi. it's so Thanks. nice to finally be talking to you. We've known you about each other for a while now. It's yeah. finally we get to actually sit down and have a conversation. I know. I heard about you guys through um, Pamela. <laughs> yeah, she was the one who told me about you guys. She's like, you should contact them. They're pretty cool. <laughs> and I did. Uh, well, that that's a great first question. Um, how did you discover groupiedom and miss p and how did that world come into your world how did you oh come to groupie you yeah how did you come to know the most legendary of the groupies because i mean everybody knows how much like how crazy we are about her so it's nice to hear about the other dolls out there yeah it's like i mean i've been going to shows since like my since like my junior year of high school i like got into that world and then i was actually it was weird it was on my way to um San Francisco to see one of my favorite bands. I was pretty, I was like bored and I was on my phone. And I popped up across like an article like from Pamela. I think she wrote for Nylon. It was on my like Facebook feed. And that's how I found out about her. I was like reading through it and I was like, oh my gosh, like she's like super cool. I want to like read some of her books. And then I think I somehow followed Groupie U on Instagram after that because she like mentioned them in the article or something. And then they were doing a contest of if you post about like what inspires you, you can I remember that. meet Pamela. So I was like, oh, like live music inspires me. It was like the last day of my favorite band's like tour. So I was like, I did that, I that as like part of the post. And I did like, oh, like, like as a second part of the caption, like live music inspires me. And I wasn't expecting to win, but then I did. And I was also like, oh, maybe it's like with a bunch of other girls. No, it was like just, just us having, um, having lunch. Yeah. The and pictures then- were so cute. Please. I remember that. I remember that you got announced that you were the winner. And then, uh, yeah, we just sort of like followed your day. So what was that like meeting Pamela? 
Oh, it was so amazing. It was like so surreal, but like so amazing. Like when I saw her, like from the restaurant, I was just like, that's her. I was like, and then it was funny because like my parents were there too because they drove me and my dad is a huge Doors fan. So even he was like starstruck by Pamela because she knew Jim Morris and he was, he was like totally starstruck, which was hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was, it was amazing. I loved like shopping with her, like trying on those outfits. It felt like it was like a movie, like that part. It was crazy. <laughs> Yeah, when when Miss Pete comes to Toronto, we always end up uh, going around to the vintage shops, and she's she's like so good; she can find anything. I know. I found so so much. Like, I mean, I didn't get to like buy any of it; it was all like super expensive. But I found so much cool stuff when I was like with her. Like, there was like, like in my Instagram pictures, like the cheat. There's like that cheetah print set was super cute. I wish I could have like taken that home. Oh my god! Yeah, she's yeah. she's a phenomenal buyer. I know, like, yeah, she was, like, styling me, and everything was, like, everything was so cute, I was just, like, it was, it was, like, being, like, like, out, like, in a different reality, it was, like, being in a movie, it was so cool, like, like, hanging out with her. Yeah, and her energy, like, is just so infectious, and she's just, like, she really does, I feel like when you look at photos of her, you can see her spirit, like, you can see that lightness there, and yeah. she, she definitely, like, like, you feel that when you're with her. Yeah, I know. Like, you, like I felt like, oh, I can do, like, anything. I can, like, go to any show and, like, do anything I want. Like, that's how I felt, like, after hanging out with her. I was like, wow, life is good. That She changes lives, man. She's changed yeah, my life, yeah. Lynx's life. Like, she's so much more than just, like, her past. Like, who she is now is so, is so inspiring and empowering. And the thing is about her, and we're like, you know, her light comes through. She's so sweet. She's so angelic. But also, she's a take-no-shit kind of person, which exactly, is really yeah. cool. You know, and she, like, inspires me so much as, like, a writer. Because that's what I want to do. I want to, like, write about, like, some of the concert experiences that I've had. Hopefully I have a lot more that are worth writing about, but, like, in time. But that's kind of what I want to do. And she's, like, a huge inspiration in that way to me, too. So, I mean, you say that, um, you know, you are writing your first creative nonfiction book. Is that what we're going to find? Um, yeah. I mean, I don't have, I don't have a name for it. I'm like so picky. I thought of a few, but like, I need like the perfect name for it. But yeah, I kind of want to do like creative nonfiction. Cause I went to an arts high school and like the two like for creative writing and the two forms of like writing that I love the most are poetry and creative nonfiction. So I want to do something that's like a mix between that. I don't, I don't really know, but I, but definitely like some of my like concert anecdotes are like going to be in there for sure. Have you uh, taken a writing class with Miss P yet? I haven't, but I really want to. That's oh, like my, like my like, goals list. Like I really want to do that because she has them in LA. I really want to go. That's where Lynx and I met. Was at a writing class. Yeah. Oh wow! Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Yeah, and I am dying to do one of her rock tours like to get a tour of laurel canyon from pamela is a dream of mine and i'm hoping to make it happen sometime this year before the summer oh that would be amazing oh my gosh i want to go on one of her maybe we could go together let's do it yeah that would be so much fun okay i'll let you know when i'm coming to town then and honestly sammy los angeles like i'm from um a small town in northern ontario and so i live in toronto now which is like a big step up for me but los angeles doesn't even seem real to me um i'm going to new york for the first time very soon and like la like i i've seen pictures and i've read about it but honestly i can't even imagine what it must be like to have grown up there and live there because it doesn't seem real to me 
I know. I I live like probably like I live like for like thirty minutes away. I live twenty minutes from downtown, and it's still like it feels like when I go home, it feels like I'm going into like another world. Like when I drive down like the freeway, because because like the the suburbs like of LA are like it's it's still so different from the city. Like you go into the city and you're like what like it's so it's so amazing. I I love LA. I'm like fortunate to have grown up like so close. Yeah, and you're in a city where like great musicians play more often in your city than they do in others yeah and that's why I want to like stay close to here because like I'm like going to be transferring soon to like a four-year university but I want to stay somewhere around here not even like northern California because like this is where this is where the music scene is at like LA like I feel like everything like happens here Hmm. if you were curious about the music scene uh you're Younger than us, different generation. You're like the new generation of groupie. And we were curious, like, what's your experience like when you go out? Um, I like to, yeah, I like to go out and see all like the smaller bands. Like some, like some people that I'm friends with, they be like, oh yeah, I go to concerts at like the Forum or some of the bigger venues. Like I like to go to like the really small venues. I like to like, I don't know, like kind of like make friends with the opening acts. I'm always in like the front row, I think, because sometimes you try to get there early. Yeah, we're, we are, we always get, get barricaded. I'm trying to think of like what else. I don't know. I just love like I love the smaller shows, like because uh, I love like just I don't know, just like the intimate, like just like feel of the shows. Like I don't know. That's easier to meet the musicians. Yeah, I always stay. To, yeah, I always stay to meet the musicians and meet, at, at and the meet end. them while they're up and coming. It's easier to yeah, get them and then to maintain the relationship for when they do make a big. Mm-hmm. That that's that's what I've done. One of my like fa- favorite bands, um, Honey. They're 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 um. I, I started seeing them back in like 2015, and now like they're still like touring and like they're releasing like a new EP. But like I like started like talking to like talking to them after shows when they were like really small, and now they like like I'll go to like the shows and they're like a little bigger and they'll like know who I am and stuff and like musicians like that too. Like if you go to the shows enough, they like recognize you and they're like hey like like and they like start to remember things about you. It's like it's really cool. <laughs> like the whole scene. Groupy tips. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just meet, meet, meet the artists when they're smaller and they're like up, they're up and coming. That's what I've been doing. Like I've been paying so much attention to like opening acts because like some of my favorite bands I've discovered have been like through them opening for other bands. So I'm always, I'm always like trying to like stay for the opening acts and all yeah. of that. <laughs> I think that's both how like Shanti and I sort of got into that scene too. It's and also it's like it's important like you're missing out on so much good music if you're only trying to follow like whoever's like the biggest selling band at that time. Yeah. I know, yeah, like, like, most of my bands that I, like, like, started, like, becoming fans of, like, I, like, I started, like, year, like, years ago, like, I don't know, like, I find out, I find out about most of my bands, like, through that scene, like, they'll become friends with, like, another band, or they're, like, have a band open for them, and, like, they, they all, they all, like, branch off of each other, but, like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's super cool. Yeah, but, it's a really yeah. special, like, groupiedom when, like, you've been there from the beginning, supporting a band and like people forget like when miss p was supporting the bands that we know that she you know uh hung around they were big but it's it's like over the past 40 years that they've become like the mega stars right like they were they were the new artists coming to town and i know you know michelle overman is very much the i knew him when and i knew him when and it's um but that's the thing with with uh, having the ear and just having those instincts when you go to a show and the band is opening and you're like, 
I know something great's going to happen. And you can think that and maybe it doesn't happen because there's so many bands out there. But a lot of the times I feel like my instincts have definitely been right on with that. So that's a great groupie hot tip for everyone. Yeah, because she was like when we were talking, she was talking about how she saw like David Bowie and stuff at like the Roxy. Because I was telling her about how I go to shows at like venues like the Roxy and like the Troubadour and like smaller venues like that. And she was telling me some of the bands she'd seen there, and I was like, oh my gosh, okay, like the Doors and like all the stuff. I was like, okay, wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, crazy. did where did you grow up? Um, I grew up. I lived in the same like area all my life, like Brea, California. It's Fullerton. It's a call. It's like a college town. There's like Cal State Fullerton out here. I'm trying to think like it's by Anaheim, 15 minutes from Disneyland is where I, where I grew up. (laughs) So pretty like close to like orange County, but like not really like in the like heart of orange County. So I grew up like pretty close to LA. I was always going out there for something or other growing up. Like I feel like I pretty much grew up like, LA and then like Disneyland. Um, I can't even imagine. Childhood dream. When you like LA and Disneyland. Yeah, my parents worked at Disney when I was growing up, so I got to like get in for, get in for free. So it was. I never realized how lucky I was as a kid. Yeah, <laughs> so nearby. So I do get a little bit of a glimpse of your life because your social media presence is really fun. It's really sweet. You're always on the go. (laughs) And so I don't know if this is like maybe like a U.S. thing or like an L.A. thing. But um, tell me about being a social media like intern and like a social media influencer because I've heard I've heard that term like especially the influencer bit quite a bit but I'm not exactly sure what it is so yeah I started I started on Instagram like I got like an iPhone when I was in like the eighth grade and I downloaded this app called Instagram where I post like dumb selfies with my friends or like oh look at like my food and stuff and like literally in middle school I was fans I was a fan of like a bunch of like Disney Channel bands when I was like a kid like like big time rush and all of those. So like, I like started a fan account for those. And then I like on Instagram, I started to get followers and I was like, Oh, okay. And then like, I switched over. I did Tumblr when it was a big thing. So I switched over and did like my Tumblr selfies and stuff. And I started to get like a, like a lot, a lot of followers and people in my high school would be like, Oh, like we have like 800 followers and you have like 4,000. And I'd be like, okay, I'm doing something here. I don't, I don't know. So then I started to make it like kind of a business thing where I was like, Oh, like I'm like, I'm, gonna be like an influencer I guess like I can like promote all these brands I can like make a social media presence like doing what I love and it was when I got into shows I started doing that because the more shows I went to like people started following me from the shows and we're like oh my god you go to so many concerts and like you're like I always I've shopped at thrift stores since I was a kid so I always like posted like my thrifted outfits like and everyone's like oh you dress unique I'm like I have something here where I can like like turn my, my social media presence into like something I can get something going for me so and then I got signed by an agent uh, like earlier in what was summer 2017 was when I actually reached out to my agent and, and I, cause I saw my friend was signed with her and she was like, Oh yeah, I can like sign you. Like, like I actually reached out to her myself and she signed me, which was pretty awesome. I wasn't expecting that, but That's yeah. That's so I've been, yeah. interesting. And I've been doing like paid promo- like some, a few paid promotions. Like I don't get a whole lot of like, like ones that pay like uh, so much, but then I get like ones where I get like free items, like, I'm sponsored by a brand called London Rag and they will send me shoes and like purses and stuff. And they're all super cute. So I like just like wear them to concerts, wear them in my posts. Like 
in 2011, I would have never thought like, oh, this is like, I'm going to this Instagram app that I'm like posting like my like selfies on in eighth grade. Like, I don't my think anyone in 2011 would think yeah. that like this I, is this is where we've come in terms of the internet and um, branding and making yourself into a business by being yeah. who you are and by having awesome. your personal love, style. Like, yeah, I love my Instagram. I love like expressing myself through my Instagram. It's like, it's like harder, I guess, when you're like an influencer because people want you like, like want you to post like every day or people like you need to post like this or this promo or tag this person. But like, honestly, like I love like just getting like at the end of the day, like post about my shows, post my outfits. I have to do it in a certain way to where like, I'm like, get like reaching the right people and gaining followers and trying to like keep up my image. But like at the same time, I'm like, I, I just, I love that it's like become like an outlet for me over like the past, like like almost like set seven years that I've been on there. Yeah. Which yeah. is crazy. I've been there so long. It's a lot of hard work, but when you love what you're doing, it's, it's just a lot of fun at the same yeah. time. So how did you go from winning the contest with Miss P to joining her with Group EU? And maybe I'm, for listeners who don't know what Group EU is, you could elaborate on that as well. Well, Groupie U, it's, it, there's, a, there's a clothing line, but it's also like a social media like platform. We do like Instagram, Facebook. We're like working on our Twitter and YouTube. It's basically like empowerment for women as well as like we talk about like live music. We talk about like groupie history. We talk about Miss P, obviously. But it is mostly like w- like women's empowerment, self-love, all that good stuff. And we have a little, a little clothing line too. We sell some of Pamela's vintage items on the website too as well as like clothing is so amazing it's so cute i i want to i honestly i want all of it it's adorable you know the radiant zappa summer dress there's a picture of her by the pool with like one of the zappa children's and she's wearing this beautiful white dress and it's see-through yeah um they made a recreation of that when it was groupie couture and i bought that dress so i have that dress and if you go into our like muses and stuff promo uh photos the white dress i'm wearing is actually uh pamela's so it's from that that's so cool Mm -hmm. i want to own something of pamela's that's like a goal like a like a vintage clothing item yeah it's not the actual dress but Uh. um it's like inspired oh, by inspired and it's seriously by. my favorite dress if i ever get married I like i, I will get married in that dress oh she had the greatest style yeah yeah she she's she has, has like the most iconic style like in my opinion like i look at her outfits and i'm like i'm like wow like <laughs> it's interesting too because it's like the gtos were like social influencers it just there wasn't like social media at that time yeah but you know with rolling stone and everything like they were like putting out a new form of fashion a new form of women you know liberated and it's it's cool that like you know you're you're sort of continuing that on just in with like new technology yeah that's what that's what i'm kind of trying to do because i feel like i have like a like a, a pretty unique like style through like my thrifting and stuff that no one's really like like ever like seen on like that platform like I feel like I don't know I feel like I bring something like different to the table I guess so I always try to showcase that on on my account like my style and like how I like go to shows and all that stuff so yeah I get what you're saying yeah 
Totally. How much is, um, so if you go to a lesser, like not a huge venue, like you were saying, but just like a regular, like we were talking about around in our neighborhood, there's a place called the Dakota. And in Toronto, there's a really popular place called the Horseshoe. And we have the Cameron House, um, which are pretty like Canadian legendary um, music venues. How much is a typical cover? How much would you pay in cover for a typical show? Like at at, a, at like a bigger venue or at like a like a regular like no, just a regular like still kind of like a popular but like is it a f- usually a five dollar cover ten dollar you paying thirty dollars what is I'm just curious because I have no idea. Well, the venue that we usually go to is like the Observatory, and like if you go to the bigger, they have a big room called like the Observatory, and they have a smaller room called the Constellation Room. This is like twenty minutes from me, and the Observatory, it's like. 20 15 20 plus fee service fees so it's usually like 30 something but then but then like 20 something if it's like it depends on like the size of the artist and then for the constellation room it's usually like 15 because it's like a little small room okay, attached so, so same same here yeah the, right the, the, the is like it's a really cool place because I, I it's like in orange county where i grew up and like it's like one of the places where i got introduced to like live music and general admission shows and i think it's so cool that like it's it's like it's like a like a staple like where like like younger kids and stuff can go to like explore like the world of like general admission shows like I love that place honestly especially because it's like in the suburbs so it's like it, it gives people like access to that you don't have to go like all the way to LA to do that. Um, cool. You mentioned that you're always at the front of the stage and that's something like we always you know talk about and try to you know encourage women like go to the front like dance have fun. Um, is that like where you always gravitated toward or usually yeah I, I'm, try, I'm trying to think like at like at first at shows I would be like you know like in the middle like towards the pit but then well, I, how I, tall are I, you I, though I, you're not like I love I love being at barricade like at like at the very front yeah. I feel like, like no one's like really like pushing at you you're not like in, a, in, the, in the middle of like all those people at the same time like you're right there like you're like experiencing it like after a while it just became a thing where me and my friends were like okay we gotta like get front row because like I usually at every single show that I go to and it's usually for like the same few bands too I'll be like in the front row like on the on the very left like that's where I stand that's a great spot that's a great spot after a while at like the shows like like for the bands I like like always saw like like everyone knew that I was like I I was at the front at the very left like that was like my spot I'm definitely front or bust yeah, you know, es- me too. Yeah. Especially because I'm only five foot one, oh and gosh. quite honestly, I like the attention that I get from the musicians when I'm like at the front of the too, stage. Especially when, like, when I'm like seeing a band that like that, like knows me, they'll be like, "Oh hi!" And, like, like when they're setting up their equipment, I'm like, "Hey." How's it going? Like, like, like that. Like, exactly. All- <laughs> Interacting with a band when they're on stage is super fun. Like when they, like, I remember when I saw, I don't know if you know who Sam Roberts is and Sam Roberts band, but he's like huge in Canada. And, yeah. um, when I went up to the front of the stage, he ended up like sticking around that, like where I was standing and it was almost like we were dancing. Well, I think we were like, yeah. it was like dancing together. And that Gosh. was such a thrill for me. But actually there was a girl beside me who was not very happy that I had come up to the front of the stage probably mm, probably less than halfway through the concert but she was really upset with me that I had come and stood in the front of the stage because she felt like an ownership of that spot and I didn't I didn't push her over like I just asked a guy if he wouldn't mind taking up so much space and so he he was taking up the space of two people and he made room for me but this seemed to really aggravate this person and so have you ever witnessed any like 
hostility or any negative things by either going up to the front of the stage or people pushing or anything? Oh my gosh, yes. There, there are always people who are gonna who are gonna be like jealous if you're like all, like always at the front. Like I think one time, like I like I tweeted something because I the band that I like love, honey, the band that I support, they were they like played the Terragram like almost a year ago, and I like tweeted something. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to like be there at barricades for you guys. And I got some some guy tweeting me like, because there's no like barricade. It's just like the, like this. You're touching the stage, but like we say barricade because it's easier than saying like oh the front. And so I tweeted me was like, there's no barricade. Like sorry, and I'm like. I know that I was like, it's fine. Like, and then I had times before where people, have, if I'm, if I'm in the front row, like one girl was like, Oh, you like, like that. Like I heard her go like that girl always gets the front row. And I'm like, well, usually cause I wait like fair and square. Like I, like I wait my turn. I wait in line or like, I just like try to get there. Like when the doors open, I don't usually like, like push past anybody to get the front row. So I've had that before where people like will get jealous if you're always in the front, but like if you wait like the whole time, then you're going to be in the front. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I do. Yeah, there seems to be like some kind of unwritten rules and and also kind of like etiquette. And that particular um, time that I was saying, it was almost like when I went up to the front, it was like a path had cleared and I didn't have to push or shove or anything. And I just happened to find myself there and the guy moved over. And I do understand how like you get there early, you claim your spot. And I think that was kind of the issue was that like, she was like, I've been here the whole time. And it's like, well, I've also been at this concert the whole time. And I also paid the same amount of money that you did and I just happened to get up here in this timing so yeah sometimes it can feel like people are trying to follow these kinds of rules or this etiquette and I believe in being polite and I believe but ultimately it's a rock show and kind of like there are really no rules I don't know I know it's like it's like I don't I don't know like sometimes you dance and you end up in the front because you're just you're exactly. Like, People make way like, for you. Basically, you're not like you're leaving like hostile or pushing your way to the front. So, because I'll go to uh, go to shows with, like groups of girls who will like always be in the front, and they but they have like a strategy. Like they'll like wait all this like all this time. I've gone to shows where I've been with girls who like to camp overnight and all and all this stuff. Like when I went to San Francisco the last like time, like my friends wanted to camp overnight, but it was like a really unsafe area, so we just went in the morning. But, like, they wanted to, like, camp out there to be, like, this is where we're going to be in the front. Like, kind of that thing. Um, I was actually curious. uh, Does the word groupie ever get, like, thrown around? And if so, like, what is the feeling behind it? Like, do do you get a sense of what that means in this generation? Well, I feel like now, like in the like concert community, it's becoming more of a positive, like like it has more positive connotation, like with things like Groupie U and Pamela and everything like that. But I, I do feel like people outside of the scene will just be like, oh, she's like a groupie, or they'll be like, oh, like all she all she does is like follow bands. Like I feel like people who aren't in the scene see it as negative. And then there's like I see it on Twitter where there's like levels of like people who be like, she, you're not a real groupie unless you've done this, or like you're not like a real groupie unless like I feel like just being a groupie is just like following the band like supporting them and just listening to the music if we're like like in the positive sense but there are people on twitter who will be like oh like you're not a real groupie unless like you're like dating the musician i'm like well no like it's not like there's different like i don't know yeah I feel like it's not, we always like, talk about there's like different elements to uh yeah. or different levels of groupiedom and it's interesting that some people have like these specific rules for it i know i'm like no it's not really like that yeah wow <laughs> That's good, though, like that, you know, those who are in the scene, it is becoming a positive 
though we still have some work to do, but at least there's like a lot of us who are, you know, coming forward and being outspoken about it and like yeah. saying this is positive this is a beautiful community and it is yeah have you um ever dated a musician or do you have a tendency to date musicians i've never like personally like dated a musician but like all of the guys the guys i've like talked to have pretty much been musicians and i really i like i do i i'm all i'm most i'm like attracted pretty much basically to like musicians like i like i don't think there's any guy i've ever been trying to do who like hasn't been a musician like now that i'm thinking about it i'm like oh yeah no it's always it's always band guys <laughs> yeah i find um there was actually a point in my life where i was like I need to make a conscious effort to like talk to non-musicians. I know. Yeah. Cause I feel like I don't like, cause, like I only really like concerts are my place. Like, I meet guys. Like there's no really cute guys at my school or like work or anything. So like when I'm like at concerts, it's pretty much where I like look for guys and I don't like, they're all, pretty much all either in the band or they're like in the crowd and they have a band of their own. So it's like, yeah, that's the thing. I would meet these guys and I'd be like, finally I met someone who's not a musician. And then like, I would find out, like, you know, five dates later, like, oh, by the way, like, I, you know, play guitar, I write my own song, I'm like, oh, no. And you'd be like, oh, no, there it is again. It's a curse. Like, every guy I like has some, like, like element of, like, being a musician. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> um, I've dated exclusively um, musicians and, and guys in bands, and um, except for maybe two but then the two that like weren't um, musicians or in bands were artists in one form of another so like painters or visual artists or like photographers and yeah like, yeah that's who I'm attracted like it's like that's who I'm attracted to is like artists too yeah. I, went to, I went to an arts high school so it was like I was always around like art like artsy guys I guess like and then like at like going to shows too that's just like who I'm surrounded by so I guess it's like oh like kind of like that my uh my boyfriend is an artist and he's like into film and um like using like beautiful cameras and it's funny because Lynx and I were having this conversation where like not too long ago I told him that he needed to start like using me as a muse <laughs> and so we oh. went o- we went away for a weekend and he brought a film camera that's like a 1950s film camera and he showed me how to use it and then he was just like taking film uh, of me and um I was just like oh he listened and it's honestly like I I do like I love my musicians and all of my best friends pretty much are musicians and it's so beautiful but it's actually kind of a nice break to to be a different type of uh, art kind of coming out and yeah I feel that I feel like I feel like I'd, I'd pretty much only I would only be able to date a guy who was like super like into like artsy or into art like I like because those are like my interests I feel like or like or in that like area of yeah we feel ya we feel ya so speaking of like you know art interest creating things um we mentioned that you are working on launching a podcast of your own um what do you want to talk about who do you want to be talking to what's the subject matter um will you have a co-host tell us what you're thinking well, I, I like, I am trying to think, I have a, I have a name that I, that I, that I kind of, that I kind of like that I want to try out, but I'm not sure exactly like what I really want to like talk about because I have so many different interests. I feel like I could do concerts, but I could also do like spirituality. Cause that's one of, one of my other like, like huge interests is like law of attraction, manifestation, all that stuff. And I kind of want to like 
make because like I've listened to so many podcasts on that like 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 kind of thing. So I was thinking maybe I could make one that was like not super like new agey, maybe one that was like kind of like related to like pe- like people our age and stuff. Like introducing these concepts in a way that's like kind of like relatable. Or I might do, or I could do one talking about um, concerts or like, I, I don't know. I'm trying to like figure it out because I've, I've like started filming vlogs for YouTube. I haven't really like uploaded them yet, but I started doing YouTube and stuff. And I feel like that one's like, I get pretty broad focus. I can have on like those kind of channels, like just about like my life. But I feel like for a podcast, I should like narrow it down. So it's probably down to like one of those two things. Well, when this one started, I mean, there's a reason Shanti called it muses and stuff. And thankfully, she added that and stuff onto it because, like, for us, it's definitely started as one thing and it just keeps growing and we keep evolving. evolving. Yeah, we keep adding different elements and discovering new things. And um, you don't have to limit yourself. You know, obviously, it's good to have, like, a center of, you know, idea of what you want to put out there. But um, one of the best things about doing this podcast so far has been seeing you know where we're gonna grow from here true yeah that's what yeah like that's the thing because I feel like if I like to, like talk, ramble or talk too much about like too many different things and I might not get people's attention as much but like I don't know I can always like interview different people like I want I definitely want to do interviews when I do a podcast I'm trying to figure out who I would interview but like so definitely you have to follow your passion and what interests you instead of kind of thinking like what are other people gonna want obviously because you are the social media influencer and people just adore you because of your style and you know the things that you do it could be you know like kind of a Sammy's world kind of thing where you incorporate all sides of yourself but again you'll find that kind of anchor something that you're gonna always come home to but I think like you said you know with your manifestation and your law of attraction I think you know meditating on it and having some conversations with people and we're certainly happy to help guide you in any way as well um you'll find I think where who like where your voice is meant to go and it's you know yeah where will you go what will you do and you're in LA, so my goodness, oh, yeah. you have so many good uh, opportunities for interviews there. Yeah, exactly. Like I've, I've I've been trying to do that, especially with like the music magazine I work for too. I've been trying to like reach out to bands, email them, like or talk to them, like talk to like the opening acts, like after shows, and be like, hey, would you be interested in like doing an interview or like doing a feature on like a like my like my blog or anything like that? Like, how do like, they like, usually respond to that? Do you get a do you get a lot of yeah sure or a lot of no not tonight or a mix of both and then how do you feel when you get the different kind of reactions like usually like i i do i do email like usually when i talk to them in person they're like oh yeah or, or, like i'll exchange contact information or something because you never do it like right there but or like they'll be like oh yeah i'll like, get back to you like i've never really gotten like a no but like um which i call it like like um a lot of bands like will respond to you right away and, and then some bands never respond. Like, I've had a few bands, like, I think the kids are, like, a little bigger, maybe. But you don't really email the band. You email their management team. But I've had some management teams that have, like, never responded. I've been like, oh, okay. But most of them have. So most of them have been interested in getting their name out there and getting publicity. So it's it's it's, it's been a pretty positive experience. Yeah, that's another good, like, groovy tip. Especially if you're discovering new bands that are just, you know, 
coming out and maybe on their first or second tour and new to your city and everything. It's really so like use social media. It's really a good tool. Um, I can't tell you how many shows I got into like for free or met the bands backstage because like I myspaced them. That was like way back (laughs) in the day, but yeah, yeah, I think people would be surprised it's like of course if you're going for some big name they're probably not on their social media like looking for fun people but yeah yeah but yeah it is like you can give them like exposure especially because I, I do like social media like influencing so I can always like like email like the bands and be like I can give you guys like a sh- like shout outs on my page I can like go to your shows I can like get your name out there in like the local music scene like yeah we were, we were just sort of talking about that too and how like it's it's all a network and yeah we all sort of it support each other in a way yeah like i like i've met like so many people at like at like the shows or like i've met, like, met people because i've been to shows that like it's it's like really expanded my social media like going to shows like it's crazy how it all works um so you're so young you're only 20 and i feel like when I was your age, I was just like, I was going to shows and I was hanging out with bands and I was going on tour, but I was in such a little bubble, you know, like I really, I didn't think too much about an online presence and stuff like that. Um, it's almost like in a way, like, you know, you have this, like, I had never even thought about power of manifest- manifestation um, 10 years ago, you know, and you're so young and you have these tips or these, um, I guess, this knowledge. So where do you see yourself in the next couple of years? Like, what do you, what are some things that you're dreaming about doing? What are Put some, it out in the universe. Yeah, if you're, <laughs> if you're comfortable at sharing with lots oh, of yeah, people yeah. Your, your power of manifestation and what you would like to come true for yourself, we'd be really curious and like where you see all of this stuff kind of going. Well, my, my, one of my like, big, like big dreams that I have right now is cause I'm 15 years away from transferring out of just like junior college. I want to go to UCLA. I want to make, probably get a master's in like communications journalism with like a minor in creative writing and music industry. I'm hoping to get at least like a couple, like, like if I can get to like, like in a few years, like a hundred K, 200 K on Instagram, which is like way out there, but that would be super cool. I want to have a few books published. One of my big goals is I want to go on tour with a, with a band and like kind of document it, like write about it and like do maybe, maybe like film stuff. Cause I do YouTube. So I'm pretty good with like editing and like filming. I could do like a little like documentary type thing. I don't know. I want, yeah, I want to be graduated from college. I want to hopefully be living full time, like in LA, hopefully have like, um, a music journalism job that I love and still be like creating social media content and just still, still going to shows, hopefully like be copy still like covering shows and still have like really good relationships, like in the music industry and just kind of see where all of that takes me. That's fantastic. I think you can accomplish a lot of that, if not everything. Thank you. <laughs> so if a band came knocking on your door and I know was, where you're going with this, and I love this question. Go for it, Lynx. Well, I was curious, which band would you hope it would be that would be like, hey, like, want to come on tour with us? Oh my gosh, there's so many. <laughs> but honestly, like, they're they're like a bit, they're like 
I guess not that big, but like they're like bigger. My fa- one of my favorite bands, like the 1975. Like if they did, I'd be like, oh my gosh. Or like maybe like some of the smaller bands that I like fo- that I like follow. I guess like I like I really like like Bad Sons, Neighborhood, um, Honey, Wallows, Slow Hollows. Just like some of my favorite bands. Like and like if any of those of, the, of those guys like asked me, I'd be like, uh, yeah. Or honestly, like I like I'm studying because I'm like I've been coming friends with like even like smaller bands. So even like. Like lo- who are local to like they're like believe it or not like Fullerton like the area that I'm from they have a pretty good music scene and like Orange County does too so like if any of those like super local bands ever needed like someone to like go on like a small tour with them and like do like I don't know like document it like help them out like I would totally do it I've always had like in the back of my mind like I could be like a tour manager too because I just mainly mostly because I love like traveling so I'd love to get to and I love traveling through live music like going to all these places for shows. So like if I could like travel like through live music, that would be like literally a dream. When I used to tour with friends bands and things like that, um, I would offer to do like the merch, you know, whenever they needed, you know, an extra hand and things like that. But mostly I just, you know, got to have fun. But if you're if you have bands that you're thinking of that you would like to kind of do that you should mention to them like if you need a merch girl yeah i would i've never been like done like merch but i would totally be down for that it's a great it's a great starting point and the the they need someone there when they're on stage so yeah that's a good place and then for the rest of it you're just there you know documenting things you can do both yeah i would be i would be so down to do that because i feel like it's like an interesting concept because I've always had it in the back of my mind where like I would like go like go on tour with a band and like write a bunch about it and then like make like maybe make like a documentary or like a mini film just like kind of like showcasing like the behind the scenes moments and stuff like I've always thought I don't know if I got that idea from Almost Famous or if it came out of my own head but like a little bit of both <laughs> like yeah. especially in the social media age like it would be so cool to do it like in this like time period just to kind of like document it definitely no I think and we definitely have um yeah, we definitely have like similar things where we're like, you know what, we should start getting this stuff like on video as well. But it's been really nice documenting a lot of the stuff that we've been going to and the things that we've been doing. And it's really nice to meet people because that's kind of like what Pamela DeBar and Cynthia Plastercaster were doing, right? Cynthia was yeah. in Chicago doing her own thing. Pamela was in LA doing her own thing, but they were kind of similar. And then once they came together, they formed this amazing friendship and they did a lot of great stuff together. So I think, you know, we'll combine our forces and we'll combine our strengths and we'll help each other out with our weaknesses and I think we'll just like make a big powerhouse and make all of our dreams come true yeah that's that, that's that's what I love about like networking with like other people who are like in the music scene even who like don't live like in LA they live in like other areas it's like you're all kind of do, like doing this like your your own thing but it's kind of if you have like the same goals like in mind you're part of like, the same scene it's like really cool and all that like comes together and you like meet friends like through like the, the scene and stuff it's really it's super cool so final question for you <laughs> Um, if Lynx and I come to LA this year, will you take us out to shows? Will you take us out vintage shopping? Do you want to make some videos and you, do you want to do some podcasting? Oh, I would be so down. That would be so much fun. Okay. Fantastic. Well, then we have lots to look forward to. Yeah, we do. That would be so cool. Oh my gosh. Then we can do another update with you. See where you're at in a few months. Yeah. I, 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 I want, I mean, I want to know the answer to that too. So hopefully, yeah. Thanks. 
Okay, Sammy, is there anything else that you'd like to tell our listeners and then just let them know where they can go to find you so that uh, they can add to your social media, influ- be your social media influences? <laughs> so my Instagram is at Sammy Catherine. It's S-A-M-I and then Catherine with a K and two E's. It's not the easiest to like spell out, but like that's, that's my username. My Twitter is actually Penny Lane IRL. <laughs> Which is like oh, a cute nickname I, I made up for myself like a few a few years back. I don't even remember how I came up with it, but it just kind of like it, it flowed naturally. So I was like, okay. And then I write for Pure Nowhere magazine, which is also on Instagram. You can always find my posts at the Groupie U like Instagram and Facebook page. And yeah, that's 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 pretty much where you can find me online. I'm trying. Oh, and my YouTube is um just just Sammy Harris. I have, a few, I have a few videos up there if you search Sammy Harris. Oh, that, that'll be you know. so much fun. And then we'll put all of this stuff up in our show notes and we'll um, post it all as well. And then um, that's fantastic. Okay, so thanks so much, Sammy. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, totally. I have so much fun talking with you guys about everything. It's been really great. Okay. It's going to be so much fun hanging out with you. I know. I'm so excited. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) All right. Well, that's it. This has been Sammy Harris, and we've been Shanti and Lynx with Muses and Stuff. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. All right, Sammy, we're still here, but um, okay. we'll we'll edit it for yeah. this yeah, last bit hard. out. But that was super fun. You like it's. I know that we were going back and forth so long with getting this going because we've all been so busy. But yeah, um, a lot, yeah, a lot, especially with work, with work and school. Because like I actually like yeah, like I have a job. I go to school, so it's been like yeah, it's been so. Hello, dear stranger. I'd like to introduce you to something new. Or perhaps something very, very old. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine is a horror fantasy medical mystery following the titular monk turned traveling medical investigator. Follow Radolf as he navigates a nightmare world in which viruses are gods and the human race are not their favored children. Steeped in history and an aesthetic that can only be described as a combination of occult academia and Laboratory Judaica. The heresies of Radolf Burntwine have been described as Umberto Echo meets H.P. Lovecraft. For more information, check out the Patreon at thorb.info. But take care, dear stranger, for some truths are best left unknown.